Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account who says, Am I the a-hole? Showing favoritism for my daughter and financially hurting my son. My ex-wife, 36 female, and I, 36 male, have been divorced for seven years now. We have twins, both 17 female and male. My wife and I are the stereotype of high school sweethearts. I'm more of a geek. She was a cheerleader. My son takes after my wife and my daughter takes after me. When they were younger, I gave them the option of allowance. They could either spend the money on what they wanted or I could walk them through investments and savings. My wife was all for this at that time. We explained that they each have a set amount of money that we have put away for future schooling as well as a car fund. At first, both of my kids decided to invest it and I started to show them how to and the risk involved. My son put us into a very risky investment against my advice and ended up losing it decided not to do it anymore within a few weeks my daughter started off rough but quickly got the hang of it playing with different investments and companies she has been in the positive most weeks the issue is that due to this my daughter has saved up more money than her brother she also likes to spend most of her time over at my house versus my son over at my ex-wife's house my daughter's interests are more minimalistic when it comes to most things and does not spend a lot of money she will when she finds things she likes She's not into fashion, rarely puts on makeup. When she does, it is very light. Bought a used but nice car, etc. They just got their acceptance letters for college and she'll be able to pick any of her choices due to grades in her savings, plus our contributions. My son, on the other hand, spends most of his money when he gets it. Always has new clothes constantly, bunch of shoes. Bought a new, very expensive car with payments, goes out all the time and spends everything he gets. My son is upset because he can't go to the college he wants because he would need to get a loan. And with what I make, he doesn't qualify for much. My ex says I need to stop favoring my daughter and financially hurting my son and just paying for his college. Among other things, her and her side of the family are all calling me an asshole for not paying because you easily could. I told him that they had a choice when he was younger and he didn't listen. I also pointed out the fact that if he saved his money, he would have also been able to go where he wanted. He needed to get a job to cover costs if he wanted to go. And life was about choices. Early ETA. I did keep asking him to try again throughout the years, but he didn't care. I gave up almost two years ago when he said he wanted to live almost full-time at his mum's house. An argument that made me back off. I didn't just stop and drop it when he was really young. Edit 2. We did not give him his college fund. He has enough money in his college fund that he can attend a community college for four years or a good college for two. Nothing fancy or big. The money that was invested was allowance or spare money. My daughter would use birthday money, Christmas money, allowance or any extra chore money. 
This fund was never used in any way other than for school. It is safe and locked up. Allowance was free to use money. The school and car fund were separate and not accessible by the kids. I'm not bragging, but I could send them both to the best colleges for as many years as they want and fund their lives comfortably. Edits from a comment. Question on what I mean by among other things. Basically unlimited schooling, backpacking trip across Asia, paying his car off, lodging near campus and living money were all brought up. Most by my ex-wife. She has not put anything towards these funds. And we're going to start in the comments with ThinAd689 who says, How the fuck am I reading so much not the a-hole? Do some math. He gave up convincing his son two years ago at age 15 after trying throughout the years. Meaning he did this when they were 10 to 13 years old. He tried to make 13 years old into investment bankers, let his son sink money and expect them to have knowledge about the long-term financial consequences. They were children and Opie is blaming his son for making wrong financial decisions. Again, OP is blaming his son for having made wrong financial decisions at age 13 or less. You're the asshole. Penguin Doctor says not the a-hole. Capitalism, baby. You either make it work for you or you let it keep you down your whole life. My parents paid for my brother's college and I was left to my own devices. I screwed up and didn't finish college, but I don't blame them for any of that. It was all my own fault in the end. But now I'm on the right track and preparing for my future. You taught your children a valuable lesson, and unfortunately, your son hasn't realized how important that lesson is until now. He got himself into this predicament, and he can get himself out using the knowledge you have already given him. Spacey Awesome says not the a-hole, from what you've said. You are very open and honest with your kids about their options from a young age. I think it's a better lesson for your son to learn now rather than later, that he can't just spend money however he wants and not have consequences. He can still go to college, he just have to take out loans and maybe go to a cheaper school. It's not ideal, but if he works hard and chooses a profession that pays enough, he'll be fine. Expensive Safe says, ETA, you're the a-hole. I doubt this will be a popular opinion, but I think you're the asshole in general. Right now you have a choice of helping your kid to get a start on his adult life and you're using it to make some sort of ideological point instead of helping him. Yes, we can say that the actual child should have made better financial choices, but right now you're going for the win. A kid like you is the winner, while the one like your ex gets to work. It is 2023. How much does he need to work to pay for his school? And thanks to your income, he can't even get financial aid. Make it up to your daughter, but help your son succeed in life by helping him with college. It seems like you can afford it. You just want to be right instead. Teal says you're the a-hole. You set him up to fail. You are a crappy parent allowing a child to make adult decisions with no safety net. You designed a system to reward the kid who was like you and give just desserts to the one like your wife instead of trying to instill good values in them both. You have been actively hurting your son for years. If they are making bad decisions that require adult approval like car loans and investments, you are making bad decisions. If he is spending money unwisely, stop giving him free money instead of holding it over him later. It's a shame you can't just divorce your son. Looks like you found the next best way to permanently hurt him. Wary relationships as I mean, you did treat your children equally and you have no obligation to pay for their school. But I also don't think that children should be responsible for making financial decisions that impact their future at like 10 years old. That seems like an obvious setup. I'm sure he didn't understand the consequences of his choices at that age. So it seems like a shame to make his future suffer for that now. Not that he deserves more money or anything, but your plan to... Have the kids fundraise their own college without telling them kind of sucked. There's a reason kids aren't supposed to be responsible for that kind of thing. 
and this is it. Everyone sucks here, lightly. So then OP does add an update and they say, hello all, hope all is well, let's get down to it. So my original Am I the A-hole was about showing favoritism for my daughter and financially hurting my son. The comments went way far from that topic. It was interesting for me. For the people who sent me aggressive messages, not cool. Some questions to be addressed. One, why would I just not pay for everything? I'm trying to teach my kids about financial responsibility. Money has value and nothing is given without work. I bet if my son posted his view, he would call him an entitled asshole. Two, but they were so young when they started gambling with money in the stock market. True, but they have grown up since then. Yes, they are still kids, but maturity does not just develop at 25, like some people on here think. Three, you gave them their college fund to waste. No, college fund has always been secured and untouched unless I was putting money in it. They used allowance money. Three, why are you not giving him a good start in life? He has a better start than the majority of people. So I talked to my daughter. She said she would be upset if I just gave him the money. She worked hard and values her time and effort. I agreed that would be a bad idea, but we came up with three options. I added a fourth, present him and my ex-wife. All of them had rules attached and the same amount would be given to my daughter. Rules, grades, housing rules and behavior. One, he sells his car and some of his shoe collection to save money and put it towards the fund and I will help him again to make passive income. Two, he picks a lower college that is more cost effective but still a good school. He gets a job and I will match his pay. Three, I just give him the money but as a loan, 0% interest but he has to pay back in a timely manner. Money, if paid back, will go to him in the future, down payment or wedding or something. Four, ex and family put in the difference in the account. I laid it all out for him. My ex and him did not like it. So I asked my ex why she is pushing this so much and why she has not put any money into the account since we originally opened it. There were excuses and she finally said, I have to save money for my daughter, six, almost seven female, unless you want to set up a fund for her as well. I'm setting things up with my youngest daughter, three female the same way I did with my twins. I'm not doing it for her daughter. Anyway, I've given him a few weeks to figure out what he wants. He acknowledged that I was right. It was unfair to his sister about the way he went about things and will do better in the future. He picked a modified version of option two. He's still going to his number four pick. He's looking for a job, sold some shoes and said he will be responsible for housing costs. He apologized to me and his sister. I hope he keeps working hard towards his goals. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. And our next story, before we do get into it, I do want to give you a warning. It does contain alcoholism. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description. And it's from Alcoholic Brother who says, Am I the a-hole for throwing my brother's alcoholism back in his face when he expressed concern about me drinking? For context, I, 20 female, in the US, with a drinking age is 21. Both my parents died by the time I was 10. My older brother, Charlie, then 19, now 29, ghosted. He was an alcoholic and felt it was all too much. It's a choice I now understand as an adult, but as a kid, of course, it hurt. I was raised by both my grandmother and older sister, Renee, then 17, now 27. My grandmother did all she could, but she was older and relied on Renee a lot. When I was 17, Charlie came back into our lives, two years sober. Renee and I forgave him. I'm now very close to him and we've bonded a lot. I actually live with him now while I go to college because he lives literally right up the road. I do party on occasion, but it's very rare I get drunk. Now, I always assume that Charlie knew I drank. I'm in college, not every college student parties, but when I am out past midnight, I figure it's obvious. I'm not playing Scrabble or whatever. I crashed at a friend's on Wednesday night after having a bit too much to drink. I returned to Charlie's hungover. It wasn't quite obvious at first, but then I started throwing up. He figured it out and began lecturing me. He said I'm 20, not legally able to drink. It's not safe to get wasted at a college party told me that I shouldn't drink at all at my age. He wasn't yelling, more matter of fact than anything. I wasn't feeling great, had a headache, and found his rant hypocritical. I told him as such. He started drinking at 15, had a huge problem at 19. He abandoned our family when we needed him most. He has no right to judge me or act like a protective big brother now. Charlie got quiet, walked out the room, and later left for work. He hasn't said much to me since. He's definitely not mad, just sad and hurt. Renee told me I crossed a line. While she's fine with me drinking and thinks Charlie overreacted a little, she said I went way too far and thrown back all that in his face. Especially as I've never brought it up before. She says the most I should have said was that I was safe while drinking and understood his concern. But I could do what I wanted as an adult. I'm starting to feel bad. Was I wrong? A comment points out the brother may have just been worried for OP's safety and... Opie says, I didn't consider that he was worried about me being vulnerable around guys. I just thought he was talking about driving, which I didn't do. I walked to a friend's dorm. Someone suggests that Opie shares a genetic predisposition for alcoholism. Opie replies that and says, while I don't think I have a problem, our mum was a heroin addict and it contributed to her death. Her mum was an alcoholic. Pretty sure her sister was too. So it is genetic. Doesn't mean I have it, but the commenter and my brother aren't wrong to be concerned. I'm learning. Yeah, I didn't know much about the genetic part, but when you said it and I looked in our family history, you're not far off. I don't think I have a problem, but it certainly is genetic in our family. A lot of people just pointed out how much Opie overreacted. And Opie says, you're absolutely right. I'm definitely becoming embarrassed. And other people were saying it wasn't your brother's responsibility to care for you. Opie says, I don't think he had a responsibility to take care of anyone. I do think he had a responsibility to just not up and leave. So maybe people are right. Maybe I am not really over it. I've thought about therapy a lot. I guess it's time to think about it more. And I can understand, you know, Opie may be snapping a bit if you've got a bit of a sore head in the morning and not feeling too good and you just snap. I think it was 
in my opinion, an overreaction. And I think perhaps Charlie was coming from a place of concern and, and worry with, with his past as well. I was happy to see that, you know, Opie's going to be seeking help of some sort. But there was an update to this as well, which came the next day and said, first of all, thank you all for being so honest with me. A lot of it was very hard to read and I didn't want to accept it, but I know I needed to. I still do not think I have a drinking problem. I know that's what every alcoholic says, but I truly do not get as drunk as I did that often. At the same time, I recognize addiction is genetic and Charlie is not the only person in our family that struggles with it. Considering that, I'm going to take a break from drinking for a little while. And if slash when I start again in the future, after I turn 21 at a minimum, I'll be more careful when it comes to how much I consume and the venue in which I consume it. A lot of you pointed out that Charlie was right about the safety concern. I was getting wasted at a college party. I didn't include this in the post, which is unfair looking back as it's important context. But none of my friends were sober either. I had no one looking out for me, nor was I looking out for myself. I see now all the things that could have happened. The big takeaway is that I am not okay or over with what happened. I buried it down because I just wanted a relationship with my brother again. And then soon as I was reminded of that time, I lashed out. I plan to look into finding a therapist because clearly there's a lot of unresolved issues. Finally, I knew early on after posting that I owed Charlie an apology. I ordered dinner for us last night and apologized. I said I understood that he was concerned and he had every right to be. I also said I had no right to throw everything back in his face. Charlie apologized for everything he put the family through, but I told him that he already had. He repeated that he was just very worried about me turning into him. I thanked him for his concern and told him I'm grateful for him. I love him. I'm not foolish to think everything is okay. He knows now that I'm struggling with everything. I also can't take back the words I said or what a brat I was, but we're going to try moving forward and find healing. And I'm glad that they was able to take a step back and resolve things in a mature way for both of them. And I just hope that they, they heal going forward, basically. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from TimelyLaw2403, who says, Am I the a-hole for refusing to put my weight loss progress photos behind a black screen? I worked my ass off over the last three years to lose 120 pounds. And I look and feel amazing. I've been obese for almost my whole childhood and all of my adulthood. And it feels almost like life has finally begun. I posted my before and after to Facebook because I'm a dinosaur at heart and got a message shortly after from Len, my friend's girlfriend. Len is over 300 pounds, which I mean, I don't recommend it, but if that's your choice, then whatever. She also claims that she's an atypical anorexic who gains weight because she only eats 500 calories a day. That is blatantly not true, but not my circus slash monkeys. Len said that it was very inappropriate to post a weight loss before and after without a warning because it could cause a relapse in people with eating disorders. And if I absolutely had to post it, I should make it an album with a black cover photo and a warning so that people would have to click through to see the actual photo. The message also contained a long and unscientific rant about my personal choices that is not super relevant here, but didn't do much to get me in the mood to make these accommodations. So I told her that I was going to go ahead and post whatever I wanted to my own personal Facebook. And if she didn't like seeing it, she should probably go ahead and unfollow me. I guess that was a declaration of war because she absolutely blew up at me and dragged her girlfriend slash my friend into the mix, along with some other mutual friends. 
and it's a big chaos of it's no big deal to hide a photo me versus it's no big deal to just unfollow her len and in the comments crystal queen 3000 says not the a-hole other people's triggers aren't your problem so which opie replies and says see that's basically what my position is and i feel kind of a dick about it but honestly I feel like there's a difference between posting gore or something that is objectionable to everyone versus posting something that is potentially triggering, which could be pretty much anything. And I'm definitely not saying that from a shitty, everything is a trigger now perspective. I understand that unrelated stimuli like smells or sounds that happen at the same time as someone's trauma can be linked to that trauma and become a genuine trigger. That's exactly why I think it's one's own responsibility to manage that stuff instead of expecting everyone else to make sure they never encounter it. Kubu says not the a-hole. We should add trigger warnings when we can because it's super easy and saves many people a lot of grief. But we also have to understand that we have to manage our own triggers. They should know that social media is unpredictable and that content is always going to be there. It's on the person with the trigger to block certain phrases on their socials if they really can't handle seeing them. And one more comment from Azure who says, not the a-hole, this sounds like jealousy, but let's assume her argument had merit. My counter to that is, if you can get triggered into an eating disorder relapse by just seeing someone post about weight loss, working out, or eating habits, etc., then perhaps scrolling Facebook isn't for you. Let's pray she isn't on Instagram because I swear 70% of what I see on there is related to what I mentioned above. You should be able to share your achievements and life on your Facebook. She should be able to scroll past and ignore it if she doesn't like it. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being a part of it all. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.